What is good, everybody? LD here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. Can you believe that we are already in the month of October? I, I don't know about you, but it feels to me like this year is just flying by. Now, October comes with a lot of joy. My son, Miles, turns nine at the beginning of the month. At the end of the month, I will be presenting my thesis at the University of Iowa, which puts me one step closer to my MFA in dance. And we also start our Beyond Charity series here at Wellington Heights Community Church. Now, before we jump into the message, we collectively created this poem that I'm going to share with you now. Gather round, gather round, let's paint a picture so true. A tale of community where love breaks through. Rooted in a vision, bold and strong, transforming you, them, theirs, to where we all belong. From corners to streets, in unity we stand, roots reaching outward, embracing one another's hands. Embodying mutuality, a two-way street where I see your struggles and you feel my heart beat. It's we, us, ours in every stride. Together we rise, no one pushed aside. Building bridges of relationship brick by brick, proximity and listening, the mortar that sticks. So step closer, my friend, erase the space. Face-to-face conversations, no need to chase. Community development, more than just a word. It's a symphony of justice where all are heard. From block to town, city to globe, in the shared journey, we find our role. Weaving stories of resilience side by side, breaking down barriers where love can't hide. Justice, our compassion, guiding the quest. No longer them versus us, we're all blessed. Hand in hand, we dismantle the the walls, rising with compassion whenever the Spirit calls. So let's shout it from the rooftops, let it echo and ring. In this approach we cherish, let our hearts sing. From you, them, theirs, to we, us, ours, we rise together, united under justice skies. It's we, us, ours, in every stride. Together we rise, no one pushed aside. Building bridges of relationship, brick by brick, proximity and listening, the mortar that sticks. Mutuality's rhythm sets us free. Relationships, the thread of this tapestry. Proximity, closeness that warms our soul. Justice, the goal that makes us whole. It's we, us, ours, and every stride. Together we rise, no one pushed aside. Building bridges of relationship, brick by brick. Proximity and listening, the mortar that sticks. Here we stand, hand in hand. You and I, in this community approach reaching for the sky, transforming you, them, theirs, with voices strong to we, us, ours, where we all belong. Thank you again for tuning in. Stay tuned for Beyond Charity with Pastor Stephanie. Give me a drink of water. A simple yet commanding statement that provides unexpected clarity how we can follow Jesus' approach in living out the good news. John chapter 4 tells us about Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well where he requests a drink of water. This statement, give me a drink of water, provides a helpful model for us to build relationships rooted in mutuality and respect. 
In the context of our passage, the Samaritans were the outcasts of the society, and therefore they were avoided at all costs by a person who was Jewish. The Jewish people avoided the Samaritans to the extent that when they traveled to Galilee from Jerusalem, instead of taking the quick and direct route through Samaria, they instead would take the long way around to avoid any possible contact. Does this sound familiar to how our society interacts with the marginalized people and places, the places that we avoid of our society today? I know this sounds familiar to me from passing comments that I heard when I moved to Cedar Rapids of taking the long route to downtown Cedar Rapids to avoid driving through our neighborhood, Wellington Heights. In this scripture passage, we see that Jesus made the intentional decision to travel the direct route through Samaria, to not avoid. Proximity matters. As Jesus travels through Samaria, he stops at the well and he meets a Samaritan woman. Jesus sits down at the well and begins to speak with the woman and asks her for a drink of water. We must take notice that Jesus' first words and actions to her were not, there is something wrong with you because you are a Samaritan or from this place. Or, I can help you. I know what you need. Or, you're a sinner. Repent and accept me into your life. Or, God loves you and has a plan for your life. Instead, Jesus says to her, give me a drink of water. Not just for a drink of water, but a drink of water from her bucket. Doesn't it seem odd that Jesus would ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water from her bucket? The woman must also feel that this is odd and countercultural, and she responds and asks Jesus, Why is it that you, being a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water? Well, Jesus wanted her to know that she could help him, demonstrating that she had something of value that she could share with him. This affirmed her dignity and broke down the wall of long-standing distrust between a Jew and a Samaritan. After Jesus affirmed the woman's dignity and gained trust, he models for us that we can then begin to address the deeper and spiritual need. Throughout scripture, we see a theme of Jesus embodying proximity. Proximity with a posture of mutuality and listening changes our perspective, compels a deeper response, and keeps us committed to the journey of pursuing justice and flourishing of all people. Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. I will remember hearing this line from a pop song playing from a co-worker's computer in 2015, and first of all being shocked to find out that Taylor Swift made the crossover from country to pop, but also being struck by the power of this line, particularly in the context of Christian community development. We all know that a Band-Aid can't fix a bullet hole. A bullet hole is a gaping wound that requires much more intensive repair care, and healing than simply throwing a band-aid on the top, saying a quick prayer, and hoping for the best outcome. 
Now think of this through a community development lens through the context of Christian community development. A Band-Aid is a quick fix solution. It requires little from us. We swoop in a place with a Disney-themed Band-Aid and place it on the alley and move along with our day. But a Band-Aid can only cover a minor alley. Band-Aids offer no support in healing the gaping wounds that are the daily lived experience of our community. As a resident of Wellington Heights, my family and I often see individuals, organizations, and groups of people who think and approach communities like ours in Wellington Heights that the complex problems can be fixed in one to two years. We see assumptions made on what our needs are, and then programs or events are created without input from neighbors in the community to understand the lived strengths and the felt needs of our community, and even jumping in without knowing anyone and building trusting mutual relationships. So what happens next is typically within one to two years of no significant change, we see that these folks become cynical about those people in Wellington Heights and skip out of the area and go back to life as usual with a bad taste in their mouth about our neighborhood. I share this not to criticize those who have a passion to serve the community, but I do share this to clarify that people, all of us, are not problems in need of fixing. People, us, all of us, have challenges and problems that called for shared journeying, life together, rooted in mutuality and love. A quick fix approach to the complex realities and nuances of life in the margins sets up an us versus them dynamic. Too often, our approach in the nonprofit sector is we have the solution for these people, this place. Hear the us versus them and that mentality and actions. Our results driven society, even the wider American church culture, values results, growth, and achievement. This quick fix approach has not served us or our local or global neighbors well. All too often, we don't slow down enough to root ourselves in a place. To truly understand the complexities and the nuances of the current lived reality and to slow down enough to build relationships that will inevitably have ups and downs. Now, I'm not saying that we stand on the sidelines and do nothing. You may be wondering, well, Stephanie, how do we see our neighbors suffering and then not quickly move forward? Moving beyond charity, a charity mindset is choosing proximity, choosing to listen, to learn, to unlearn, to build mutual trusting relationships, and then create together. Last week, Pastor Keon shared about the value of neighborhood development at Wellington Heights Community Church in our next phase of ministry, focusing on this area through the Flourishing Neighborhood Index. The FNI, or Flourishing Neighborhood Index, is a comprehensive engagement and assessment process that provides meaningful data for organizations as they work to, together to develop strong and flourishing communities. 
The FNI is designed to help organizations and neighbors to better understand the neighborhood, as well as to build agency, you might want to say power, and to engage neighborhood residents for flourishing and change. By not only surveying, but seeing with intention the physical pieces of our neighborhood, while also holistically learning alongside and from residents regularly, this FNI process creates a way for all of us to co-create and to engage in the development process. This process will guide us to co-create change while also providing a pathway for meaningful connections, relationships to be built to help us all recognize our role and the uniqueness of each of our role in creating a more equitable and flourishing neighborhood. We invite you to consider how you may actively participate in this process so that we all may be able to see more clearly to listen deeply to our neighbors, and as a result, how we may each and individually and communally be able to join God in the co-creating of flourishing in Wellington Heights together. This Beyond Charity sermon series may be a big paradigm shift in how we understand and live out the greatest commandment to love God and love our neighbor and neighborhood. If you're feeling compelled to dive deeper, Pastor Kian and I highly recommend you to read Book Beyond Charity, The Call to Christian Community Development by Dr. John Perkins. We also will be holding a time after service on November 12th to process with the Wellington Heights staff and leadership team. Now, this journey of unlearning and learning, it may bring up a wide variety of emotions and reactions. And reflecting on this journey of unlearning and learning, I am reminded of Peter in the Bible. Peter left his familiar life to follow Jesus, yet I am sure what he experienced in proximity to the way of Jesus was hard for him to understand and even hard to engage with at times. Jesus asked Peter and his disciples to do some not-so-common things in society like sharing a meal with people that most people avoided, or having the courage to stand up to powerful leaders. I have no doubt that the community Peter left to follow Jesus so radically and boldly that his community may have been chattering about him after he left and heard about what he was doing. But Peter decided to stay in the journey and engage, even when he may have been misunderstood even when the way of Jesus was hard to understand, hard to participate within. Peter decided to continue to stay proximate, even though he could have chosen a safer and less risky path. At one point in the scripture, after people had left Jesus for a more comfortable way of living, Jesus asked Peter, are you going to leave too? Peter's response, much like my own so many times when I hear hard things I don't fully comprehend or feel the temptation to turn toward individualism, consumerism, and self-focus, is this, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know 
that you are the Holy One of God. In this sacred space of proximity, of knowing the painful lived realities while also holding the fullness and beauty of life with Christ, I find myself too in it to leave. Where would I go? Where would we go? What would we do with the things that we know now? I have no place to which to return. My eyes have been opened. My heart has been opened. My life has been opened. And when we reach this place of proximity to pain and suffering, deep transformational work is underway individually and communally. Proximity gives us awareness of ourselves and others' lived realities, which not only transforms the way we think, but the way we engage. Church, may we turn from our tendency to place band-aids on bullet holes. May we be filled with the urgency to listen, to become proximate, to love and affirm one another, and together co-create on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. We are so grateful that you chose to spend time with us today. Hey, if you want to receive a notification when a new podcast is available, make sure that you go into your podcast app and turn your notifications on. Also hit the like button and leave a comment or two as we value your feedback. Also, if you want to stay updated on what we have going on, please follow us on Facebook or Instagram or visit our website at wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org. Now, as most of you know, we are reliant upon gifts and donations to continue to do ministry in the Wellington Heights area. So if you feel compelled to give, please donate at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Or again, you can visit our website, wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org and hit that donation button. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a blessed day.